1: Hey, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Profanity Nation podcast, where we are the voice of the professional fan. It is Sunday night, eight thirty PM. You know where to find us. You know where we are—the Infinity Studio streaming channel, only on YouTube. Thank you for joining us. As always, I got my cohort, my co-host over here. We got Money Mike. How you feeling, my man?
0: Yo, we this because this is a special show. I hear a heartbeat. Really into. I hear a heartbeat. We're not really going to get into the Lakers tonight because, but. uh, let me just say this: a LeBron-less team is is undefeated. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> now, now, all is good,
1: right? The LeBron-less team is undefeated. Of course, as you guys know, we I'm are just documenting. We're we're the. I'm Lakers. not hating. I'm just documenting. We're 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 the professional Laker fans over here. Of course, and the Lakers are currently. Three and and0 since LeBron uh took Might a little well injury. And they're on their way uh quite quickly to four and as they defeating the Spurs right now up by approximately 30 points. Last time we checked in the fourth quarter. So uh looks like all is getting better in Lakerland Who knows? They may be able to get some momentum going. Um they may be able I think to get They got it. Yeah, AD's playing like a beast.
0: Man, absolutely. Like the guy is getting like I think he had 18 points in the first. The first, the first per- quarter. Yeah, the
1: first period, exactly. Yeah. So they took him out. He's sitting, which is the way it should be in the fourth quarter. So everything's looking good there. But we got a special, special episode for you guys. We all know uh, Christmas is coming up. And if you're a baller, if you like basketball, then we know you like your kicks, you like your sneakers, and you're a sneakerhead. So we're going to go ahead and talk about some shoes here. We have a guest. We got Mark from uh, sne- uh, Sneaker Resell X on Instagram. It is sneaker resell X. Let's go ahead and bring Mark on. Mark, how you doing, my man?
2: Doing good. How about yourself?
1: Good, good. So you got good your kicks it. right there behind of you. Course, awesome, We're like stocked up. Little shoe store with you right there, my man. Yeah. How you doing tonight?
2: I'm doing good, man. Excited.
1: Excellent. Cool. Thanks for joining us. We've been talking about this for a little while, so we're really happy to have you on. Yes, That's we for have. sure. Um, yep. All right, but let's let's get up. Oh, you got a
0: question right away? Hey, man. So I got a story for you. So, okay. So. so Hit um, me with it. You know, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you, I was I was a sneakerhead for one day. I'm gonna tell you a story. Mm-hmm. I woke up at five o'clock in the morning. I went to go get the Kobe Beethoven's. I woke up at five o'clock in the morning, I logged on to Nike. I was like, oh, first time I've done this, I went, got my size, everything was cool. They said I was in line. So I took it like I actually was in line holding up the shoe. And then 10 minutes later, they were like, sold. Hey, sold out. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> who took the damn shoes out of my. You know, out from me, because I, as far yeah. as I was concerned, I was in line getting the shoes. So I was so mad that I woke up so early. It was the first time I did it. They offered a Nike ID version, right? Mm-hmm. So I got them on right now. I did a Nike Why? ID version. I changed the, the tongue to from a white to a black, and then I paid extra $60 more for the shoe. So this is one of one. So how much of these Beethoven's worth? Because they're, they're hey. one of one.
2: I'll tell you, people sleep on the Nike IDs because you can really just make any shoe. Like if you if you missed a shoe, you missed a shoe drop, someone cart snatched you, you know, they took your spot in line and you, you can't get the pair, then you just hit a Nike ID, they won't know what's coming to them.
0: Right, right. Yeah, so so these, but these are one on one. Like there, there's no other Nike Beethoven made like this. Well, you can, so like were, that?
2: were those made on, on Nike ID was doing Kobe's?
0: Yeah, so literally, like right after I went on Nike.com,
2: and yes. then after
0: they said I couldn't, it was sold out. Nike ID, they had the actual Beethoven shoe, and they that's what they offered. So then I wow. just it was it, it was extra sixty bucks. It took right. like about a month and a half to get. You know, not
1: taking that long, anyways. Yeah. And
0: then I kind of modified them, like like the the actual Beethoven's I have a white tongue. I put a black tongue on there but well, these are one-on-one though, you know, one-on-one. Yeah, that's a good question, Mark. It should, should be worth yeah.
1: something. Are, 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 when, when you're talking about, you know, rare shoes, uh, is it kind of like, you know, when you're looking at classic cars that the stock car is worth more than a, something that's been customized? Is that the same when we're talking about Nike ID?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Nike ID pairs are, are usually going to be worth less than, you know, like if you were to take a, an orange nike dunk that goes for a thousand dollars on StockX, and just recreate it in nike id it would be going for a lot less because anybody could have done that in that moment but i mean when you have unique stories like that you know that that's very interesting um they obviously so you can't go and customize kobe's anymore i didn't even know that that was ever a thing so you taught me something today
0: oh okay yeah, well, maybe I should put them on, man. Like, uh, lucky they're I pretty did. worn, my man. Yeah, uh, well, you know, <laughs> can I clean them up? I can paint the, this white or something. No, <laughs> uh,
1: no repainting, original paint only, my friend. Yep. Mark, tell <laughs> us a little bit about your business. Tell us how you got started. We know, uh, uh, you know, you, you're, you're kind of kicking ass over there. You're 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 selling quite a bit Thank of shoes. You. you got a beautiful selection. Tell us how you got started in the shoe biz.
2: Yeah, so I had a couple sneakers laying around. Um, Originally, when I bought them, uh, I planned on wearing them. I thought I was going to grow into them, you know, and um, unfortunately, I never did. So they were like a size 10 at the time. I think I wore a size 8. Now I stopped growing at size 9. So um, I was never going to grow into those shoes, but I thought I was and i got them for cheap cuz my friend sold them to me before i was really that into sneakers and i ended up making an instagram page just to sell those sneakers i never planned on doing anything big and the next thing i know i realized there's a whole community of people selling sneakers on instagram and after those shoes sold and i had no shoes left i i started seeking out shoes to buy and the next thing i know i'm flipping all these shoes it's you know becomes a huge hobby you know, and, and then eventually it's a it's a whole business. And, and that's kind of what happened. no uh, one day I woke up and decided, hey, I'm going to be a sneaker reseller.
1: So it just, you just kind of fell into it, stumbled upon it, uh, found some success yeah. with it, kept it rolling. Um, it's a it's, a, it's got to be a lot of work to find the shoes. I imagine, you know, once you yeah. get some sources and once you get big enough, maybe some people are coming to you. Uh, with some product and so forth, but um, wh- which would you say is the hardest part? Is it, is it finding the merchandise to sell or selling the merchandise itself?
2: You know, I I actually love that you asked that question because that answer changes throughout the year. So earlier this year, uh, the market was super, super hot. And I like to call it a buyer's market because, or sorry, I like to call it a seller's market because any shoe that I could find, I could sell. If I could get a decent price on a shoe, no matter what, that shoe will sell. It could be some any type of bullshit sneaker somebody will buy it but now things have shifted a little bit you know um economy's gone into a bit of a recession and with that following now it's more of a buyer's market where you know if you're buying sneakers you're probably going to get a better deal than than the seller just because there's more um or just less money in in circulation so so that frequently changes
0: yeah but let me ask you though like um like what what shoes? I mean, obviously we we know the hot ones like the the um, What up, Angry Watson? The the I guess the are the Yeezys still hot? The Jordans always, the Kobes. What what other ones um are like really hot that you know that that they maintain their value or they growing value?
2: Yeah, Jordan 1s just through my entire reselling career have maintained um super high demand. I mean, from when I first started, everyone wanted Jordan ones. Now everyone wants Jordan ones. So uh, I think that's one shoe that's completely timeless. It doesn't matter how many they release all the original colorways that were put out of that shoe are just going to continue selling for, for bread, honestly, just because everyone loves that clean Jordan one silhouette.
0: Okay. Well, what about like Kobe's and, and know Yeezys and other ones?
2: Yeah, yeah, Kobe, Kobe's, um, you know, it's it's interesting because before Kobe died, Kobe's really weren't that popular. I mean, people didn't really, I, I know a lot of Hoopers might have worn them, but people weren't reselling them, people weren't collecting them. As soon as Kobe died, you had shoes that were selling for 100 hundred, two hundred $200, going for like $800. So, you know, R- RIP to Kobe, but the shoes skyrocketed, and um, that, that was a, huge moment in in the sneaker community
1: Uh, you know what i'm gonna go with you there i'm gonna pick up on that all respect to kobe of course r.i.p um but reality was at least still to this day um they weren't the prettiest shoes to be honest with you they weren't the prettiest designs which i think they are functional and they are great as far as playing in them but as far as you know uh sporting wearing gear and looking hot they they just didn't have that same look the same mystique that the Jordans, you know, generally had. So yeah. I totally get that. That's for sure. Um, I do have a question. I'll, although my, my most prized pair of shoes, we keep up here on the set, the Kobe Beautiful. one pro uh, by defeated. Uh, uh, those are mine size 13, never worn. I keep them up there planned on wearing them. Got them. I said I can't wear these. I can't get these dirty, so so I never wear them. So now they're you know might be you call them a, a shelf queen or safe queen, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if I'll ever wear them. I'll just keep them. Um, but I love those shoes. Those are my favorites. Uh, I keep quite yeah. a few. Um, a lot of the shoes that we have here uh, are from my collection. But uh, so I'm a little bit of a sneakerhead there, and uh, I've actually purchased from you in the past, so I appreciate it. Um, but my question is Thank this you, is uh, from what I understand, and I, I may have this wrong as far as the site, I do believe it's uh, stockx. Um, did they just come out and change whether they could guarantee that they are real or legit? and why would they do that? Um, and um, what ramifications do you think that has on their business over there?
2: Yeah, so I can tell you what happened with stock X. Um, essentially, You know, this all started when Nike was suspicious of StockX for selling fake sneakers. So they filed a lawsuit against StockX and started investigating them for passing fake sneakers. Um, And allegedly, a Nike employee purchased a batch of four fake sneakers, Jordan 1 patent breads, from the StockX site. And I think like three or four of them or something like that ended up being fake. And when that happened, so that happened and then Nike sued StockX and I think at this stage in the lawsuit they're losing and the only way for them to protect themselves legally is say um, we no longer can guarantee that your shoes are authentic because before on the StockX website it says all sneakers are guaranteed to be 100% new and 100% authentic. Now it just says they're guaranteed to be new. Um and that's because, you know, you, you do have humans and they're they have to pass thousands of pairs every single day. And they're probably rushing. They're not fully checking the shoes. Um, and people are going to take advantage of that and try to send in fake sneakers to pass through their platform.
1: I, I would assume you've come across some fakes. Uh, people oh, trying yeah. To sell fakes and so forth. Um, how did you educate yourself being that you just kind of stumbled into this career? How did you educate yourself properly to avoid those counterfeit shoes?
2: So when I first got into the sneaker game, I knew that, you know, I did not know how to legit check shoes because I barely knew anything about shoes. So um I would talk to a lot of people and have them legit check shoes for me who, who were more experienced in the game. I also used, uh, certain legit check apps that were popular at the time. Um, and I watched a lot of YouTube videos. Like if you search up Jordan 1 Obsidian, for example, Jordan 1 Obsidian, how to legit check. There were YouTube videos coming out on details of what separates the, the authentic shoes and the legitimate sneakers. Um, and then with time, you know, I started getting thousands of sneakers. And when that happened, uh, I eventually... You know, was dealing with these sneakers every day, and I could easily tell apart a part of fake from from a real shoe. So now I get it in, and I'm able to legit check all the sneakers by hand, just uh, from my experience. You know, here at Sneaker Resell X, I've sold uh, just under six thousand pairs of sneakers, and. You know, I I get to feel them out. I get to feel the materials. I get to literally see how they smell. What does how heavy is the box? And all these factors are kind of built into my brain now. And now I'm able to to authenticate sneakers.
1: Gotcha. Uh, uh, Duan, can you pull up that comment again? He was asking about a pair of shoes Uh, uh, in the comment section here. Um, and that is, uh, I'm not going to try to say the name there, but. Um, I'm not sure if you have any Lonzo ball or Brittany Griner sneakers. However, we do know, uh, go ahead and, and scream out your Instagram address so they could go check. Cause you have it set up awesome where you can check by size and you have everything, you keep yeah. everything yeah. current. So, uh, go ahead and scream out your Instagram address one more time.
2: So if you go to yeah. at sneaker resell X on Instagram and you just check these little size highlights, Every size, you can tap on it, you can scroll through, you can see whatever shoes I have in your size, whether you're a size four, I have a bunch of shoes available, whether you're a 14, I have a bunch of shoes available, and you can go shop, message me, and I'll reply personally.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, do you have any Brittany Grinders? I don't even know Brittany Grinder.
2: No, I don't. Okay, any Lazo, and Lazo Balls? I don't, know. We We typically stay with uh Jordans, Nike Dunks, Yeezys, occasionally Kobe's, and then certain designer sneakers like Gucci Balenciaga and um Alexander McQueen, for example.
0: Okay, so let me let me ask you about the the Yeezy because everybody knows what's going on with yep. the Yeezy Great situation. Yeah. Now sure. um you know for what I understand is Adidas is still going to release the same style shoe. It just won't be "quote unquote" a Z Yeezy shoe. Um, is that going to make the actual Z Yeezy shoe more expensive or less expensive? How you, how do you think the market's going to going to shift?
2: Right. Okay. Good question. So, if Adidas releases um, new Yeezys with the same designs that they had already intended to release under Kanye's name but haven't come out yet, then I think it's going to make the original colorways that came out, you know, back when Adidas was signed to Kanye um, more popular and, and increase in value because, you know, that's going to be talking about, or that's going to have a bunch of conversation around the name Yeezy. And then people are going to see Adidas basically ripping themselves off and all the original colorways uh, all the original Yeezys gonna go up in value, but if they just go and re-release all the same designs that they've already released, Yeezy market is going to zero. Like it, every Yeezy that has ever come out, if they just start restocking them under Adidas, then all of these Yeezys are gonna crash. So it's hard to tell. It depends what Adidas does. Yes. Um, now that that
1: would you would think that that would behoove Adidas that they wouldn't want to do that. It doesn't really benefit them because if it crashes, no one's going to be buying those anyways. Because then they become well, played I, up. I
0: kind of disagree with that because you're saying the Yeezys are going to crash, because right, not not the yeah. Adidas. So well, I, I, or or do you think people would not buy the both? Adidas, one in the same, or they would point? not buy the Adidas version.
2: I think either way, Adidas sales is going to tank regardless. So Adidas Yeezy sales are not going to do well regardless but i'm just talking about what's going to happen with the resale market and honestly we're kind of in a situation where from a business perspective adidas has to look at two evils and make a decision which is gonna affect the market which are they going to make more money doing but i also don't know from a legal standpoint what designs they actually have the rights to are they allowed to go and re-release the same easy that they released with kanye or are they only allowed to um release the Yeezys that they made with Kanye, but haven't released yet. You know what I mean? You,
1: you yeah. know what though? But, but this is a huge, uh, this almost brings me to the Lakers in a sense. This is a huge decision for Adidas because this may have a lot to do with who, de- which designers, which, um, uh, brand names decide, to work with adidas in the future because if adidas goes ahead and reproduces the older yeezys under their own name and destroys the old market would a new designer choose to go there and be played like that uh, with by adidas knowing that if they don't stay with adidas adidas will undercut them and destroy the market value for their shoes Um, the lakers the way i compare it the lakers pay uh Kobe Bryant, his last couple years, even though they knew he wouldn't be productive because they're keeping him and they're paying off the superstar. Some people may consider that's happening with LeBron James right now. Um if they didn't pay him, then you're asking, well, what superstar is going to come to the Lakers if the Lakers aren't t- taking care of their superstars? So I would think that there would be more long term effects for Adidas and a much more difficult time to to get a high profile name if they choose that path. And look
0: and I and, and
2: Yeah, you're right about that.
0: I, I disagree okay. because if we I would look at it like buying resale tickets, like so whatever face value of the ticket, say the watch a Laker game was 150 bucks, but you know, if they about to win a championship, that may go for a thousand dollars. But they don't the Lakers don't really care, or crypto arena doesn't really care about the resale market, right? Because they're they're only gonna get what face value is anyway. So do, does yeah. Nike, does Adidas do these do they care about how much shoes go for the resale market?
2: Yes, they do because if a shoe is reselling, then that means it's selling out on Adidas. So, like if they're releasing right. a thousand pairs of a shoe and it's reselling, that means it's sold out on Adidas. So if it's not reselling, then it's also not then they're not selling out. So depending how much demand they can create in the resale market is is how much demand they can or sorry how, how much money they're gonna make. You know what I mean?
1: Now, now the brands themselves—Nike, Jordan, uh, Adidas—they create the feeling of uh, a rareness because they can, they can, you know, sell yeah. ten million of that one design and completely flood the market. But they choose not to. They choose, you know, much like the diamond market, uh, they choose to to control that. Uh, so you're right. Uh, that's that's a little bit probably of how they gauge uh, the success of the shoe. Um, because at any time they, they, you know, they can, you know, uh, you know, order a million more and sell them out, you know, pretty quickly, and just keep ordering millions until they just have so much stock, but they choose not to because it creates uh, a want and a need for that shoe, and and that's more valuable than actually selling them shoes Long themselves because it adds yeah. to the market,
2: right? Yeah, the
1: mystique of the shoes themselves. Um, I got a question for you. Let's get into some fun stuff if we can. Um, yeah. What? What would you say, or, or you probably know, um, and you don't have to quote, I guess, exactly, but what what was uh, uh, the rarest and or most expensive shoe you got a hold of, and do you still have it, or were you able, did you choose to
2: sell it? So, the rarest shoe I ever had was a pair of red October Yeezys, and I got them for an absolute steal. I actually got them on GOAT, and I paid 4800 for that shoe. I got them in. They took like a month to ship. But as soon as they got here, I sold them the next day for $6,300. And that was like felt like a miracle. You know what I mean? (laughs)
1: That was nice. That was really neat. Uh, how, yeah. how do you keep up and, and how do you keep tabs on the trends and and what, you know, you, I mean, like you said, obviously you're keeping tabs on the Yeezy situation to see what Adidas does. So that way, you know, um, but are you, uh, you know, are you hoarding Yeezys right now? Um, are you looking more for the Yeezys or are you just, just, you just take what you get and, and just sell them and let the market kind of play out?
2: Uh, business as usual. You know, I I think that I I don't want to necessarily speculate on on what's going to happen in the future because for all I know, Adidas might not make their decision for three more years. And if I know that right now the Yeezy market is somewhat not affected, then I'm going to continue selling Yeezys. But I will let you guys know that I've noticed less people wanting to buy Yeezys because of the situation uh, like some people just don't want to support kanye's sneakers and that makes sense but i haven't seen market drop and that's actually something i don't necessarily understand because you would think that there would be a direct correlation less people want to buy it so market's going to drop but i think the people who do want to buy it might be paying a little bit more than usual and then that's kind of balancing out how there's a drop of the people who do want to who don't want to buy so it. so
1: now they're becoming a statement there could be coming like almost like which side of the market you're on or so, or not necessarily. not. That I don't know mean about that. Yeah. Well, it doesn't yeah. mean you're agreeing with a uh, uh, Kanye's position or stance, but maybe Kanye versus Adidas type of thing and saying, I stand with, or I don't.
2: I, I don't know about that because I think that at the end of the day, it's a sneaker. Um, it's fashion, you know, it's rarity. And people are going to look at a lot of these sneakers as a collector's item and not even really think about who the designer behind them is, yeah, I because I can guarantee you, a lot of these kids who are wearing Yeezys probably don't know what who Kanye is or what Kanye said. They just know there's <laughs> some controversy going around.
0: Yeah, that's true. Is it is it more the look? Because me personally, yes. I don't Yeezys look like like a great shoe. Like they don't look like a cool. They are shoe comfortable. I can tell you that. But you know, super I mean? comfortable.
2: So- You know, I I think that if Nike were to release any type of shoe and just do it with a popular collab and do an amazing campaign building hype around the shoe and then they only released a 1,000 pairs, they could release a shoe that looks like a literal garbage can and it's going to sell out because of the fake demand that they create around it.
0: But how do we determine, though, like, I mean... I, I guess for me, like, like, I mean, we have, there's other people like Kevin Durant's a great player, you know, Kyrie has controversy now and the issue with, did his value go up because like you say that they weren't going to come out, you know, they're, they're, they're LeBron's out there, but, um, I hear that LeBron don't really have a huge resale value. So, you know, how does, how does that shift like really happen with, with, with these players?
2: Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, what happened with Jordan is Jordan was working with Tinker Hatfield and they created a beautiful silhouette of a shoe and they created this iconic line and Yeezy worked with Adidas, or sorry, uh, Kanye worked with Adidas to do the same thing and something in the process of whatever happened between uh, LeBron and Nike doing their line or Durant and Nike doing their line or Zion and Nike doing or Zion and Jordan doing their line, something didn't click in the same way. So I think in life, you know, we have just the right amount of hard work and luck. And for some reason people just resonated with the Jordan silhouette more than they did with some of these other silhouettes. So sometimes it's just throw, throw these product lines out there. Some of them are going to be incredibly popular and some of them aren't. But I think with Jordan, it's like the only reason it worked is because that was the first artist or not artist, the first athlete collaboration that really hit it off. And they hadn't really done any anything before. And this is still early in, in, in with Nike as a company, you know what I mean? So I think after that, and they tried to recreate it with other, um, other athletes coming in and, and working to design Nike lines, but it just doesn't hit the same as that OG first time they see a shoe and an athlete together.
1: It's true. You can never you can never replicate the magic that took place. And it always seems like just about in any industry, um, the first company or the first group that gets that magic just tends to hold on to it. It's almost like the first high. You're always chasing it, but you can never quite get there. Uh, So it's amazing. Um, We have lots of friends of the shows here and uh, lots of guests Uh, up here. You can see above me here. This is a I'm not sure if you're familiar with who Jeff Hamilton is. Uh, Yeah, I just
2: met met him a week ago.
1: Oh, excellent. Okay, Okay, great. Yeah, he's a friend of the show. Um, This is a Jeff Hamilton jacket. And then here on the table, we have uh, Jeff Hamilton Converse, uh, where he worked and collabed with Chinatown Market. um, And of course, Jeff Hamilton and Converse there for some Lakers 3 piece shoes. We were lucky enough to get a pair um, uh, never worn, and he signed them for us. Luckily, he had two different uh, versions. We have both. a shoe like that that's that's generally going to be of small production um is that something that that, you know has a lot of value in the future do you believe that that will continue to gain in value or do you think that there's a limit to its value and the as the years go by
2: i think that you know if you are seeing a major increase in the value of a sneaker it has to have a huge product line behind it so like with Jordan, you know, the only reason Jordan 1s are able to go up because there's 50 other Jordans that aren't going up. And um, the Jordan brand is just so strong versus and, – and same with, like, Travis Scott sneakers going up because there's a – some of them are going to go up, some of them aren't, but there's, like, a big, strong brand around Travis Scott and Jordan, right? Um, but I think, like, Chinatown Market and Converse – you know, that's cool and all, but that's not like a huge line that kind of had that magic, um, to to go up long, long long-term.
1: They're kind of a one-off this and that.
0: So, so what was the shoe that, um, that, that came out that you were surprised had a high resale market and what's the shoe that you thought was going to have a high resale and it didn't.
2: Hmm. Um, okay I have one example the Jordan one what are, what are they called um I'm, I'm trying to remember the uh, I, I don't remember the name of the shoe but there's a Jordan one that that came out recently um, that the do you guys know the parrots it's a Jordan one that's red and uh, red and white okay okay yeah it, basically they they came out what I thought the they glasses? were gonna be uh, um, I, they might be called Homage. Oh, Heritage. Her- okay, Heritage, Heritage Jordan 1. Um, This is the shoe right here.
0: Gotcha. Heritage
2: Jordan yeah. 1. That sneaker came out and people were teasing it. I was like, this shoe is going to pop off. It's going to be $400 resale. Right now, they're going for under retail. So I'm looking at a wow. size 9 on StockX for $130. Um, And I think right now, now, a lot of trends that we were used to following as resellers of what shoes are going to pop off, and what shoes are going to do really well, just don't really work the same. Because Nike kind of saw how popular Jordan 1s became over the years, and they just started flooding the market. Um, and now kind of that demand is, is, is not really there as much because there's so many different colors of Jordan 1s now, and they've kind of milked that. And same thing happened with Dunks for a while. Dunks became just super, super popular. Every dunk was reselling for hundreds, and they they saw that. So they started releasing as many dunks as possible until dunks stopped reselling.
1: So, they so that's kind of it. what
2: they do. Yeah. Uh, but for, as a company, that's probably the, the right thing to do.
1: Right. They, they they definitely know what they're doing. That's a science there. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back. You guys know what you're doing. You're watching the Profanity Nation podcast. We've got Mark here from Sneaker Resale X on Instagram. We'll be right back. We've got plenty of more questions for you, Mark. Don't go anywhere. We're just going to take a quick break. Thanks for watching Profanity Nation. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back
0: ba ba papa 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 papa
1: United One Protection Services. With over 30 years of experience, United One Protection Services has more expertise and knowledge than the other security companies combined. Residential, commercial, municipal, or institutional, United One Protection Services does more than just security. We protect your livelihood. United One Protection Services. and we're back thanks for hanging out everybody again this is the profanity nation podcast voice the professional fan we've got mark here from sneaker resale x on instagram that's where you go if you want to get your kicks if you want to see uh some nice shoes it's all organized beautifully by size just go ahead and hit them up on instagram Go to his profile page, click on the highlight button that uh, notifies or signifies your uh, size, and you're going to see everything available. He keeps it up to date, so uh, it's excellent. Uh, I got a question for you, Mark. Uh, Have you ever been, and I imagine you have, have you been contacted or commissioned to locate a rare shoe and say, hey, this is the shoe I want. Can you find this for me?
2: So when I was at a, a smaller scale, something that I did for people, especially celebrities, they would hit me up, say, hey, I want this shoe in this size, Um, and I would go out of my way to find it. And I always can find any shoe that he wants, but usually it's not really worth my time to go out of my way to search for a shoe just to make one sale. You know what I mean? Um, But Mm -hmm. if it's like a really, really high-tier celebrity, then I'll go out of my way and take the time because it it might take hours for me to find one shoe just to make profit of one shoe so it usually just makes more sense for me to get what i get and then throw it up on on the instagram
1: that makes sense that makes sense um a a term that that uh is thrown around in the sneaker head world is uh you know uh those those sneakers got slept on uh and what that generally means is that people were you know sitting outside uh in line uh waiting to get a their hands on a pair of those much like you and your coaches um Do you find yourself sleeping on shoes or are you pretty much sitting back, let the market kind of fend for itself and then coming in after that?
2: I think that, you know, people try to sell me new release shoes and I don't buy them because I let the market settle first because it can be very volatile. So if a shoe has come out last month and someone tries to sell me a pair, I won't buy it. It has to be out for a couple months uh, to let the market stabilize before I'll buy it.
0: That makes sense. So, so you don't you you, you're, you never are the like oh my god it's coming out tomorrow and let me get up and try to get this shoe in hand because you know it's gonna go. That's just not your style. Nope, nope not it's
1: for from business, business model. model. Not for the business model, uh, we got a question here. This actually comes from our producer Dwan. Uh, he wants to know uh, why didn't the Adapt Elevens resell for more? People thought it would resell for a thousand dollars or so
2: the adapt 11s um you know I th- th- they did result for a lot I think the people were were thinking that it would be from like six hundred to a thousand dollars and they were on the lower end of that but um Nike released a lot of adapt shoes and the retail was just too high to get that like peak interest in at first because the retail is already hundreds of dollars when it should have probably been. No different than the others, like two twenty or whatever. But I, I, I think that all the whole Adapt line is it's actually really unique, and I think it deserves more love.
1: Gotcha. So it's it's kind of overlooked.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. I would definitely say that because they showed so much love to the Nike Air Mags, but then when the Adapt came out, nobody really cared. Like they weren't reselling. You could go to most Nike outlets and find Adapt sneakers. Wow.
1: Gotcha. Um, When you're when you're doing purchases, uh, obviously, you said, you know, the the super rare pair of Yeezys, you you went ahead on goat. Um, But obviously, that's not your main uh, source. Uh, When when you're getting shoes, uh, you tend to get them in in bunches, uh, in bulk. Uh, Usually when you're getting a shipment or supply or finding, uh, uh, you know, the the shoes to stock your business. uh, How many pairs are you buying at a time?
2: So typically, I get my shoes from two methods. Number one, I have kind of a a group of buyer or a group of sellers that I'm just buying from that I kind of alternate buying from. Uh, or I'll go to a sneaker event and then buy a bunch of individual pairs in one day. Sneaker Con was uh, last week, and I bought I think eighty pairs at Sneaker Con. Um, I might, you know, call one of my bulks. Dollars and 50 pairs at a time from them maybe i'll buy 10 sometimes so it just really depends on what shoes i'm looking for and um just kind of the situation of the market at the time and those those things definitely change frequently
0: well what, what's your uh personal collection that, that, you, that's, that you wear
1: that's got to be what everyone's thinking right because yeah. when you have access to all these kicks uh what do you keep in your personal collection for yourself uh you know that you're not getting rid of
2: you know what? The truth is um, I got to get the fuck rich and I, I'm, I'm not really a big spender. I'm not like super materialistic. So I have a, you know, I have a couple thousand dollars of sneakers sitting in my closet that I kind of like to, uh, that I kind of like to wear, but I'm not really buying them necessarily for the rarity. I'm just buying them for how they look. And, you know, I have some off-whites, some designer sneakers, some dunks, just
0: for, to for fashion, but I
2: really have some crazy sneaker con. I wore Yeezys because I'm standing for 13 hours two days in a row. I can't. uh I need something comfortable. really comfortable. You know what I mean. So like off white MCAs, I only wear them to like dinners and stuff.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Is there is yeah. there a shoe like you know you know the the trend is now you you put a suit on, and then you, you wear and then you wear. Some Jordans, right? So, is there are shoes that are preferred for that look? You know, because I, I, what was that?
1: Uh, on, on the Lakers uh, broadcast, you got James Worthy doing it. Yeah, um, you've got Robert Ori doing it on the the post game shows. They've got their suit and tennis shoes on. It seems like a new yeah. fashion trend out there. What you know, with the price well, of the shoes, they're they're more expensive than a lot of dress shoes. So it's almost like the price uh, determines that
2: yeah at this point jordan's in a suit is clean like that's fire i think it's a really cool cool thing to do but i think it works with almost any shoe like you could throw on a suit with yeezys you could throw on a suit with off-white air forces you could throw on a suit with clean air force ones and it's just kind of you have this one color your whole body is one color and then you have like a pop um at the bottom so like Think about the off-white Volt. I don't know if you guys know what what those are, but the off-white Air Force Volts with a fully black suit. You have the green sneakers that just pop. That's fire.
1: Gotcha. Has there been one pair of shoes that has eluded you that you've wanted to get that you would have loved to have in your collection to sell, but you just haven't been yes. able to find them?
2: Yes. What's that? The Nike Air Mag. I have been waiting three years to get my hands on them. And until I've gotten a pair of those at some point, even if I just have them for a day and that's a quick sell, um, I I need that shoe. I need that shoe. The Nike Air Max iconic shoe. I might just go spend $10,000 on them and lose money. Cause I, that's, that's just such an iconic sneaker. And I need that. Those are like the uh, back for. to the
1: future type shoe, right?
2: Yep. Yep. That's the one that that's, no brainer answer to your question.
1: There it is. And have you, have you had a chance? Have you seen them in person, had a chance and didn't pull the trigger? Re, re regretted it or just, it hasn't even come to that point yet where you've had that opportunity.
2: Not in person, but you know what? My friend hit me up. He had my size on a pair. He wanted $16,000 for, for a brand new pair. I offered him $13,000 for him. I was ready to buy him. Uh, he declined my $13,000 offer, unfortunately. So that was, do you close regret not going up
1: to 16 now?
2: Nah, nah. nah. <laughs> like there's
1: a limit. There's still yeah. a limit to that as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's, I mean that that's a down payment on a car, man. That's an actual car.
2: Yeah, that's an actual <laughs> yeah. car for a lot of people. That's it's that's ironic because I'm I'm talking about how I don't even right now like how I can't even swallow like buying a car and I'll go buy thirteen thousand dollars shoes. I don't even want to buy a car. But <laughs> but
0: what would you do? That would you wear them when you would just have them in your collection?
2: I just, I would have them.
0: Do, can you, what what do you do? Because, you know, like, I know, like, my my daughter, for example, she's 14, they're in high school, and they have the shoes, and everybody walks, like, a certain way, because they have the shoes, and they it's don't want to, they don't want to crease them, and, and all those types of stuff. What type of tips can you give to actually wear a shoe, but n- not make it look like they've been worn? Do you have any
2: tips for Yeah, that? um... So when you buy a sneaker, it comes with a cardboard cutout inside the shoe that is kind of propping it up. So what I do is I'll take that, and you could just buy like this made of plastic on Amazon if you search crease protector. But what I'll do is I'll take that cardboard cutout out, and then I'll just cut around where the toe box is, and then just stick it in and leave that in while I'm wearing them.
0: So is that comfortable?
2: Yeah, because you don't feel it, but also it should be an expensive shoe if you're gonna do that. Otherwise, just buy them on Amazon. You know what I mean? Um, okay. But I do, I do, I have those in in my off white MCAs, and I don't want to crease them up. Um, it's it sucks because you want to say, hey, like I'm gonna go and wear my shoes. Like I spent all this money on these. Like I'm gonna go and I'm gonna wear these, and then you're just like, I I can't do it. You can't bring yourself to to
0: exactly. The dish. Oh. So okay, is there is it. there um is there a way to protect the bottom of the shoe? Um, uh, where, where- well, our yeah. producer is showing <laughs> us in the background here
1: these Nike X Off Whites in a uh, blue color. They're gorgeous. The MCA nice. speakers, nice. awesome.
2: yeah. Well, he yeah, that's the pair. Yeah, that's the pair I'm talking about. Um, but it's interesting because there's a certain. Thing called a soul, per- you know what? I can show you guys. Would you like to see? I have a sure. pair in the back here with um, all right, give me a second.
1: Yeah, no problem. That's awesome. It's gonna show us some special stuff with this. Look at that stock. He's got over there. I'm gonna go through there, right? Yeah, I want to go, wanna go, check, go, check, it go yeah. check
0: it out. Go check it I want to go look at all some right. Col- so you got any crinches right in here? here or no? Uh,
2: no, I don't have a. I just shipped a pair out uh, yesterday. But how about I how about any there, this. Yesterday sneakers, Nah, the only, I think the only pair of Kobes I have is this pair right here. Uh, these these Kobes. I might have more pairs, but like mine, nothing though. crazy. I don't sell that many Kobes. Yeah, those are pretty worn. Uh, Yeah, I had a pair of Grinches that just sold. Those fly. Those fly, but I'll show you guys the uh, sole protector right here. So this That's- is basically a plastic covering that you would put on the bottom of your shoe and this can be peeled off but um, you just wear this over and it protects like you don't drag out the shoe so when it comes How do they off, not have the proper name?
1: Control. I've been thinking of those for a while but I call them soul savers. How can they, I mean it's it's so simple, soul savers, if they don't have that name I don't know Soul
2: protector nah, Sole protector
1: <laughs> I mean I don't know
2: it kind of makes sense <laughs> I feel like
1: yeah, it does. Uh, it does. But, you know, so it just other.
0: goes on the bottom. So now you're able you you put. I mean, that's a lot of work to me. But so you you put the It is. The I don't even
2: know how to put it. I don't even know how to put it on. I think you need like a, a heat gun or something. Like it's a lot of work because this is like this is on there. Like I can't. I think I would need to take like a scraper to get this off. Like, I wouldn't be able to just peel it off. So, it's
1: so then, legitimately, uh, once you wear that, that gets dirty. So, while the original shoe is clean underneath, you can't get that off anyway. So, it's almost like the same thing.
2: Nah, because you can get it off. It's just a lot of work to do it. So. Gotcha. It's like a um, car wrap. Yeah. Yeah. Almost.
0: That's
1: incredible. That's incredible.
0: So, so how. Well, I guess it would determine on the shoe, but my my original question is like a a shoe that's used, you know, how big Mm -hmm. is that market versus new? Because obviously, you sell more used. um, I sell
2: a lot more used than the new.
1: Is that because of the price? My business.
2: So the reason I sell more used sneakers is because, you know, a, a brand new sneaker has a very defined market. Um, a brand new sneaker, you know, you can see the highest bid in the last sale. And usually when someone's selling it, they're clear on what it's worth. And you can't really get that good of a a deal on it for for me to profit on. But when it comes to used sneakers, um, you know, you can argue that a shoe might be worth less because of this heel drag and someone else might argue that it's worth more. And it's kind of like a one man's junk is another man's treasure situation where that allows you to get much better deals. Cause there's less of a defined market.
1: Understand, understand there's, there's more room to work in there and determine yeah. Um there, there's obviously um I, all right, this is a good question. Um As far as as purchasing, when you're looking at potentially purchasing a, a pair of U shoes to resell, d- is it the 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 more rare the shoe, the more worn it can be and still hold value, or is, is it does does that work or coincide with each other at all?
2: Mm-hmm not sure i understand what you mean by that meaning
1: that that well essentially if you had a pair of air mags and they were worn to the bone would they still have more value than a pair of yeezys worn to the bone uh would you still purchase oh, yeah. those air mags um regardless even if they're worn down and so forth just because of, of the mystique
2: yeah but the um you know the worse condition the harder it's going to be to sell and the less they're going to go for so the other day i saw a pair of like super beat up Air Mags for like four thousand, but they were just too too worn for me, and I didn't. They were too far gone, you know. Life support can't save those.
1: Excellent, excellent. What do you think the future holds for some of these larger online markets like StockX, who can no longer guarantee the authenticity? I mean that that was their their you know key to uh, trust. You know if they don't yeah. have that, you know how are you going to go onto their site? and spend these huge dollars when they're not willing to stand behind their product how do you think that'll affect Do you think that'll have a a long-term effect across the market or do you think that'll stick solely with stock x or are they just the first in line and you know nike and these other shoe companies will continue to go after these larger uh resellers
2: you know it, it is really possible that they're First in line and next might be GOAT and then Flight Club because I think that these big companies can't necessarily guarantee authenticity when they're passing thousands of shoes every day. Only reason I can guarantee authenticity is because I'm personally myself checking every single pair. So I know people who are getting fakes from from StockX and I think that I, I just can't imagine why anyone would go and buy a shoe from StockX when they no longer guarantee authenticity. But at the same time, I think they've built such a huge market for themselves where they literally are the price check for every reseller on the planet that they almost can't fail. I mean, they're, too big they're to fail. Sales, mo- yeah, they're they're too big to like. If Apple started charging three thousand dollars for their phones, they're still going to make a shit ton of money. They might make a they might make less, but they're still going to make a shit ton of money. It's just too too big to fail.
1: Now, uh, I, I purchased through eBay. And eBay does an authentication. Um, uh, hopefully that they're still good. Uh, but uh, I know, you know, and and then they have shows, sneaker shows where you can go and get the shoes checked. Uh, I've seen that online and so forth. Yeah. So, so there there is a need for that to, to ensure that the authentication is there. And And I believe that, you know, the original, you know, brands want that as well. They don't want counterfeit or a market for counterfeit products out there. Uh, regardless if it's a uh, resale or not, you know, for older pairs of shoes.
2: Yeah. I, I think eBay is actually one of the, the better authenticators. People say that like, they're just super like they don't mess up really That's from what i heard. Yeah. Yeah. That's good to know.
0: So, so when you go to buy shoes, you touch them first, right? Like, so you don't really buy thing online. You actually meet up and actually check the shoes out before you even,
2: no um at sneaker events yes but a lot of my deals are literally done on facetime like i'm working like the other day work work a fifteen thousand dollar deal in an hour on facetime where they're showing me all the shoes and then i'll authenticate it when i get it in person and if a shoe is fake you know i have good relationships with these people and they're going to refund me but um most of the the shoes that i'm getting are coming in from online i just do buy a lot from from sneaker events Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. When you're at sneaker
1: events, you're just keeping an open mind, looking for for what you might find. Or are you usually going there on a hunt?
2: Uh definitely keeping an open mind. Just whatever I could get a good deal on. Um. Yeah.
0: So, but at sneaker events, they're not going for are these? My, I, I guess my question is is twofold. If you go to a sneaker event like me, for example, that I, where I would go. I'm just a regular person. I'm not like necessarily a reseller. Uh, for you, you are actually a reseller. So you you need to get something a couple hundred dollars cheaper in order to be able to make a, a profit off of it. Um, yeah. How do you, is that because your relationship with them, they know who you are. So you kind of get the wholesale resale price versus me that they don't know me. I would just get the regular resale price. Is that how it works or?
2: A little bit. I mean, sure, some people are, are will throw me a bone because they know who I am, but that's not really necessarily the big thing. I think it's when you go to a sneaker event, you have a lot of people who are taxing just a tax and they're just charging more than a shoe is worth. And then you have people who are looking at it from a liquidation perspective and they're like, okay, here's my chance to give wholesale prices and just hope that I can sell as much as possible. So it really just depends on, you know, each shoe and, and oftentimes I'll go to a sneaker table and they'll have a hundred shoes and every single shoe is priced $50 more than what it's worth. And I'll just find one shoe that they priced really, really well. Maybe, um, you know, maybe that shoe was priced well, and then it went up after, and they forgot to raise the price, or maybe they got an insane deal on it and they just want a quick flip. And it's kind of my job to, Walk around these events and pick out those little deals that are hidden, scattered throughout all the tax. That's awesome.
1: How many how many pairs do you uh, sell or go through in an average week?
2: Um, I, and or I can say, I can say a month would be uh, bad month a hundred and good month four hundred.
1: Really? And it picks up this time of year going into the holidays, I imagine?
2: Should should be, yeah. I think it, it has definitely it started to pick up.
1: And how long have
0: you been doing it?
2: Three and a half years, almost. Three and or a half years. A, th- three so years, you three months.
0: Black Friday deals, you know. Black, <laughs> Black Friday's coming up on, you know, you're about to I've have once-in-a-lifetime uh, deal?
2: It's in the works. It's in the works. So I was thinking about doing like a hundred and under sale or something like that. So, i'm uh i'm considering that but got a couple days to to plan that out but yeah we 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 dabble in those little uh cyber monday deals and things like that
1: that's cool that's cool mark we're getting towards the end of the episode here you've been awesome but uh our show whenever we finish a show here we finish with a segment we call money Mike's out of bounds so okay. Money Mike over here, it's easy. He's going to share his thoughts or opinion on a topic. And he just wants to know from you and I and anyone else listening, if they want to comment, uh, are his thoughts inbounds or out of bounds? Money Mike, you got the mic.
0: Hey, man. You know, hey, first of all, great conversation. I learned a whole lot uh, about sneakers and stuff. I think we touched on it a little bit earlier. But I got to ask because I wouldn't be me if I didn't ask this question. So we've already realized that, and you said earlier, that LeBron's don't have a high resale value, right? So am I out of bounds that the reason why LeBron James shoes don't have a lot of uh, high resale value because all of them are ugly and nobody wants to? Am I out of bounds? I to hate say to that? say
2: it. Uh, you're you're not that crazy to say that. Uh, a lot of LeBron shoes do not look that amazing, but I th- I mean I think it really just just comes down to not rubbing the magic that Jordan Brand did. I mean you can't just take any famous athlete put his name or face on a shoe and, and have um and and have a uh, my billion dollar brand from it. I mean they still make good money. LeBron and Nike if they're still doing it, they're still making money, but not like Jordan was.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm in bounds. I'll, Cause I'll, all I'll the say you're inbounds because they're they're yeah. not pretty. They're yeah.
1: usually quite ugly. You're right. So, um, you know, and, and and like like Mark says, you know, it's just you you can't you, you can't compare to Jordan. Um, but uh, so you got two inbounds. You're I, definitely inbounds. Hundred percent uh, 100% 100%. on that one. Um, but you mentioned Travis Scott yeah. earlier. He kind of caught you know magic in a bottle there uh yeah I, who would you say who would you say maybe besides because we talked about travis scott has he come the closest to that success or is there someone else on there obviously we have yeezy let's just set Yeezy aside
2: so this is kind of an, an indirect answer because this is a brand not a person but when sakai and nike did their collab at first every shoe that they released was reselling for seven, $800. So they kind of caught that magic in a bottle, those two brands coming together. Um, and then all of us, they started releasing a bunch of sneakers and they started doing a bunch of colorways. And now they go for like $150 resale and no one really wants them uh, as well as like fragment and Nike did the same thing where they kind of caught magic in a bottle shoes were reselling for thousands of dollars, but then they just overdid the collaboration and, they flooded the market with new colorways that were Fragment X Nike, and now they just don't really have any resale value. But the original ones still hold their value.
0: Gotcha. Uh, go ahead. W- one more question. So, we 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 every shoe seems like unless they are like the the real high end shoes, obviously. But it's only been Nike and Adidas. So, is Under Armour you think ever going to have a shoe, or Skechers going to have a shoe, or you know? <laughs> Reebok are ever going to really have a shoe that's trying that, that 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 is going to cry create any type of buzz like for the resell the market.
2: only brand the only brand that that surprised me was New Balance they kind of had a a little bit of a a peak of interest uh in 2021 where they did a collab with they started doing collabs with brands and, and they were actually reselling so that's like the only shoe brand besides nike and adidas who who kind of managed to create a little bit of hype around themselves um to an extent of having an uh, an aftermarket but other than that mm, new balance nike adidas and obviously new balance will never be on the level of nike or adidas
1: yeah. no well they're a very functional shoe that's for sure but uh like you said they're not necessarily yeah. known for their designer for sure. or their their their, uh you know fashion the fashion side local wise and yeah like that. yeah um and, and then really quick again before we let you go we got about one minute left uh you mentioned some of the other shoes you carry are uh you know uh designer brands yes um, yeah wh- which are the 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 new designer brand shoes that are really hot these days
2: well people love balenciaga people love gucci people love louis vuitton anything that screams hey i'm rich that's what people want People want the big logos. People want the the obnoxious shoes. And and people will, will pay obnoxious money for obnoxious shoes.
1: Yeah, the Balenciagas have always been really expensive. And they look super bulky. Yeah. Um, I've never actually put a pair on. I've seen. I've I considered. But they're, they're just so huge. Each shoe yeah. looks so big. That's just their thing, right? They always build a massive shoe.
2: The Balenciaga sock shoes, though, are actually very comfortable. I have a pair for myself. But um, yeah. Yeah, the the ones with the huge soles, I can't imagine I've never put one on, but I can't imagine that they're comfortable. Yeah,
1: exactly. Not very functional. Well, this has been awesome, Mark. Yeah, uh speaker resale X, yep, sneaker resale X. Everybody sneaker resale X. X. X at on Instagram, that's where you want to go. Christmas is coming. So be sure to, to slip that, that Instagram name in your girlfriend or your mom and dad's uh, drawer. So they know where to find them. Tell them what size shoe and maybe what you're looking for. There's a good chance. You're going to find it over there. Mark, you have been awesome. We'll keep tabs on what's going on. Uh, you know, I keep up to date with you anyways, so I just can't help it. I'm a sneakerhead. So yep. uh, we really appreciate you being on here. We really appreciate you updating us on what you do and informing us and teaching us a lot.
2: All right. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: All right. You have a great Christmas. Thanks again, my man.
2: You too. Thanks a lot,
0: man. Good luck to you.
1: All right, guys. Well, that was awesome. We
0: yeah, it was a lot. great. Yeah, we learned a lot. Okay,
1: you. and then what we're gonna do here before we leave? Just gonna double check what that final score was, and we'll let you leave here. The Lakers. We're gonna soon beat the San Antonio Spurs. Come on, on, come on, on. Go the phone. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Ninety-two to one. One twenty-three. So the Lakers now are four and zero without Braun um and anthony davis playing like a beast let's just see what he finished with i have a feeling she finished with about 25 or 30 uh anthony davis uh finished with uh 30 points i'm right on there and then we Uh, have a double double i know
0: from westbrook
1: uh westbrook let's see westbrook finished with (laughs) 10 10 and 4 Absolutely ten, ten, right. There you go uh, there. And then Sorry. Austin Reeves playing well, Austin Reeves playing really well with 21 points. Lonnie Walker uh, still playing strong with 14 points. Uh, Thomas Bryant showed up with 15 points. Hey, look who showed up. Kendrick Nunn with 13 points in 20
0: minutes and then Schroeder 13 points in 22 minutes. Man, I think we got some going on. Stay hurt, LeBron. Stay Don't hurt. stay
1: hurt. Just stay relaxed.
0: <laughs> we never wish
1: paid, but stay hey, relaxed. LeBron's Let these guys job right now. speed. And LeBron, when you do come back, just take it easy. Take Be that facilitator. Right. Just play play the, the a facilitator role and enjoy the fact that you may not have to carry the load, and that will help you a lot. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining the show. We love you. We love you for being here. You've been watching the Profanity Nation podcast. Stay tuned because at 10 p.m., the waiver wire comes on with yours truly, Money Mike, and then Marco Nunes, the former head athletic trader for the Lakers. They're going to keep you up to date on fantasy football injuries, and you're only going to find it here on the Infanity Studio streaming channel. So be sure to hit that subscribe button. That's the way you're not going to miss any of the great shows. Plenty of other great shows on the channel, but that one comes up next. And that one's going to make sure you win your fantasy league or at least don't come in last and have to pay that debt, you guys. So uh, for uh, my co-host here, Money Mike, Stat Pat, who couldn't be with us today, we are the Profanity Nation podcast. Thank you very much. We're out.
0: Nate, peace.